Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Talking City podcast as we preview City's biggest game of the season at Anfield, at Anfield this Sunday. Uh, I'm joined on the phone by James Pearce, a Liverpool Football Club reporter for the Liverpool Echo. How are you today, James? Yeah, very good, thank you. Yourself? I'm absolutely fine. Let's get straight to it. Um, City and Liverpool, we meet this weekend. Joint top of the league, 19 points each after 17, after 7 games, not 17 games. 19 points after 17 games wouldn't be very good at all. Um, what have you made of both clubs' starts to the season? Impressive, yeah. I think um, probably to be expected, I thought, over the summer with, with the business that, that Liverpool have done and obviously the shape that City looked in, um, you always knew that City were going to be the team to beat again. Um, and I thought Liverpool would be their, their nearest challenges. And, you know, I think that the opening two months of the season have, have probably, uh, you know, underlined that. Obviously, as you said, they're only separated on goal difference. Um, you know, Chelsea have also been a, you know, have enjoyed a fine start as well. But I think, I, I you know, I, I firmly believe that it will, it will be between Liverpool and City for the title this season. And, uh, I think, you know, what, 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 what is pretty clear is there will be a title race this time around rather than just the, the procession that the City enjoyed last time. Absolutely. I think most people are looking forward to a title race after about three or four three or four seasons in a row we've had uh, someone run away with it. Um, yeah. Liverpool and City have both got strength in depth. They've got strong defences, strong midfields, strong forward lines. You know, there's no real weak points in, e- in either team. Uh, where do you think the game will be won and lost on Sunday? Well, I think it's interesting because obviously Liverpool's record against City recently has been, been very good. Of course, you know, beat them three times last season, obviously twice in the Champions League and that inflicted City's first league defeat. Um, you know, obviously avenging that, that, that hiding that Liverpool took at the Etihad earlier on in the season. I think in recent years, Liverpool have always matched up well against City because I think when Liverpool are bang on it and their pressing game is it, at its best, we know obviously that City loves to, to play it out from the back and I think Liverpool have managed to exploit that and really impose themselves on games against City and, and force mistakes. And, you know, if Liverpool can play with that same kind of tempo and intensity as they showed certainly in the in, in the you know, the, the two home games in Anfield, one in the Premier League, one in the Champions League last season, then I think they'll have a, a great chance of, of, of causing City real real problems again. I think I think probably the question mark is can Liverpool perform at that level again and, and you know knock City out of their stride because although Liverpool have been winning this season it's been a different type of performance from Jurgen Klopp's side it's been probably a bit more measured less less kind of manic less you know, less energy almost they, they, they've sought to control games in a in a different way and, and then obviously they played very well down at Chelsea last weekend and although they left it late to equalise thoroughly deserved something from, from that um, but midweek was a, a massive disappointment you know, I think that was certainly the worst performance Liverpool have served up in Europe under Jurgen Klopp and they were unrecognisable really um, and obviously City have had the, you know, the luxury of an extra 24 hours to prepare so you, I just wonder whether that, that maybe benefits City a bit um, and, and maybe, you know, I think Liverpool fans are, you know, are having been pretty shocked by how poor Liverpool were against Napoli. You know, you, you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, they're going to have to raise the bar considerably because, yeah, Liverpool have have done a job on City a few times recently, but only 
You talk about a, a miserable night in Italy, as you put it. Um, it's, now it's uh, three games without a win for Liverpool. How much of a worry is that? Is the current form? Well, I think I think it shocked everyone that performance the other night because, like I said, although, although Liverpool haven't been you know, really smashing teams this season, what 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 has been impressive is the defensive organisation. You know how solid they've looked at the back, the way in which they've controlled games in midfield. Um, and then when they have gone ahead in games where they've been able to just, you know, keep teams at, at bay and, and grind out results in a, in a different way to last season. And so I think, you know, early on in the season, people were saying, well, this is a big, this is a big positive. The fact that Liverpool have found a different way to win and that maybe, you know, maybe on the back of the World Cup, you've got key players still getting back to peak form and, and that, you know, you, you just wait. In with one of these games coming up, someone is going to click and we'll suddenly see that fluency back. But it, it just hasn't quite happened yet. You know, Liverpool played arguably the their best display of the season at Chelsea last weekend, but paid the price for, for missed chances before Sturridge's sudden late equaliser. And then I think the worrying thing over in Naples was, was again, the front three um, were just nowhere near the level they were last season. I mean, Salamane and Firmino scored 91 between them last season, and obviously City know only too well how threatening they are. I mean, I, I think you know I, I saw the uh, the City documentary where Guardiola spoke about you know how dangerous that front three are, not just when they've got the ball, but you know when they're on it in terms of the way they shut down defenders and and force mistakes. But you know Firmino, Mane, and, and Salah just just didn't operate anywhere near where you'd expect um, over in, in, in Naples and um, you know the Liverpool have been pretty bullish in terms of Klopp has said that you know, it'll be 100% different on Sunday I think he felt as if Liverpool were slightly intimidated by the hostility that they faced over in Naples of course you know they'll have, they'll have the fans on their side at Anfield but um, yeah there's no doubt that, that if Liverpool perform anywhere near the level they were in midweek then um, you know you talk about the, uh, the struggles of the front three recently. Quite a lot's been made of, of Mo Salah's form this year. I mean, statistics-wise, he's got three goals in, in six Premier League games. Is, a lot, is too much being made of his supposed slump? Yeah, I, mean, I suppose it was probably inevitable. He was, he was, it was always going to be compared to, to, to what he delivered last season. And I think it was... It was never realistic that he would ever get close to, to last season again. I mean, you know, what did he score? 44 goals in all competitions, 32 in the Premier League. I mean, only, only one Liverpool player has ever scored more in a season in 126 years. So, um, you know, I think, I think maybe it's been over somewhat, but, you know, by the same token, you know, he was, he was poor against City, uh, sorry, against Chelsea last weekend. He was poor against Natalie in midweek. Um, you know, he was taken off against Chelsea. Um, probably lucky not to get taken off against Napoli. And I, I just think he's. I just think maybe he's had a lot on his plate when you think back to, you know, uh, what happened to him in the Champions League final. That shoulder injury. I think. I think maybe he still hasn't got a hundred percent confidence in, in in his body after, after that. You know, he's still been wearing tape on that as, as support on his shoulder. 
And of course, he rushed back from that for the World Cup. Wasn't fully fit. Egypt and Jordan in like a miserable tournament, and he had various issues and rounds with the Egyptian FA over image rights and personal security. And I, I just think he's had a lot going on. And he, he looks like a player at the moment who's got kind of the weight of the world on his shoulders. And, and you know, I think some of the mischances are getting to him. Um, I mean, it, it, I mean, I was looking at some of the, some of the stats. You kind of, you, you're right. You know, I think it was he got three and six Premier League games, but you know, it's only he's only won. I think he scored once in his last seven games in all competitions for Liverpool, which, from his high standards, does represent something of a of a of a drought. But you know, I think he's actually scored in eleven of Liverpool's last twelve home Premier League games. You know, Anfield has been, you know, a, a real happy hunting ground for him and. You know, he's still he's still the danger man. You know, there's, there's absolutely no. I'd be absolutely amazed if Klopp was even thinking about leaving him out because I think he'll know that he just needs that that one big moment to get to get him going again. Moving back to the game itself, uh, you mentioned earlier City's last three games against Liverpool have all ended in defeat. How much of a bearing do you think that'll that'll have on on Sunday's result, if any? Logically, it definitely helped Liverpool because you know, it's, it's not just you know distant history. It's recently, you know, when when Klopp is speaking to them about the game plan for this one, it's you know they they know that they can beat this Man City team, and I think I think that does give Liverpool an edge. You know, and I think similarly, you know, it will be playing on City's minds what what Liverpool did do to them in those games um, last season. So yeah, I think I think that certainly helps. I think, you know, it's uh, been a lot of talk this week, but obviously, you know, Nicholas and Elko was the, the City player who, who last scored a winning goal at Anfield, and, and it, you know, it has been a, you know, a really miserable place for them, um, but, you know, that'll only carry Liverpool so far, I think, you know, it helps in terms of belief and, and preparation, and, you know, those players will know what worked last season against City, um, but by the same token, they also know that, you know, it, this, this is a, a ridiculously gifted Man City team, and you know, although Liverpool won one at the Etihad in the in the Champions League second leg, you know they they endured an absolutely torrid opening 45 minutes that night, um, where they were you know fortunate not to be more than one down and and were massively on the on the back foot. So um, yeah, I think I think it helps to a degree for Liverpool, but that you know they'll be under no illusions that. You only beat Man City if you're, if you're absolutely 100% bang on it. Uh, moving away from the, the on-field action, <clears throat> City's last visit to Anfield, there were some pretty pretty unsavoury scenes, it's fair to be said. Uh, the team boss was attacked by fans prior to kick-off. Uh, what measures, if any, are in place to prevent a repeat of those scenes this time around? Well, yeah, I think, I think it's fair to say there won't be any repeat of that this time around. I mean, obviously what happened back in April was was unforgivable but it was you know let's that, keep things in perspective it was it was what half a dozen to a dozen idiots throwing throwing bottles and missiles at a coach you know the, the vast majority of Liverpool fans that, that lined that route behaved impeccably and um, you know City have obviously taken steps to to put these uh, high definition cameras on their coach to ensure that there are if there are any issues that they've got evidence to, to ensure people are brought to brought to justice, but I, I honestly don't think that'll be required. For, for a start, this is a Premier League game in October. It's not a it's not a Champions League quarter final. You know, it's, Liverpool Liverpool fans traditionally line the route 
more than anything to, to welcome their own players to a ground on a massive European night. They don't they don't really do that for, for Premier League games. So no, I've got I've got no concerns that, that there'll be any issues on the weekend. I know Merseyside Police have, have obviously said that they've got plans in place to to ensure that there's no repeat. Obviously, you know, it was embarrassing for them the fact that no Liverpool fans were were punished. They said they couldn't they didn't have sufficient evidence to. Um, to actually throw the book at anyone for what went on back in April, um, you know they'll they'll be covering their backs to ensure that this time around, you know they they can't be criticised for how they handle the situation. But um, I'm very confident that we'll be talking about what happens on the pitch rather than off it. Yeah, well, let's hope you're right about that one. Uh, final question: um, If you have to stick your neck on the line, how do you see Sunday's game going? High scoring, I think. You know the these two, it's no surprise that we've had such entertaining games between the clubs because you know, it's two absolutely elite level managers with two teams packed full of attacking talent and you know, Guardiola won't be setting City up to stifle Liverpool. Similarly, Klopp won't be, won't be spending hours worrying about how he can possibly contain City's attacking threats. I think, you know, these two are an absolute breath of fresh air to watch. You know, there's a you know, it's, it's not a, a Mourinho situation where you know he, he looks to stifle these these big games and, and 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 trying to kill kill the tempo or anything like that. It's got the making of a cracker, and you know I think you know there's a fair amount at stake. Um, I, I just I just think with time, I, I I I fancy a draw. I think probably a high scoring draw, like a two-two or a three-three, um, which I I think would probably suit both teams going into the international break. So there you have it, uh, both teams to, to maintain their unbeaten Premier League records. Uh, I think we've just about covered all bases there. Thanks for joining me today, James. Remember, you can, sub- you can subscribe to the Talking City podcast on ACAST for all the latest episodes. Have a good weekend and enjoy the game.